Hello and welcome to the Journey Further podcast, a show where we learn from the people and businesses on a mission to do things differently. We're joined for this episode by Louisa Zion, who is the co-founder and chief operating officer of Toast Ale. Toast are on a mission to solve the problem of food waste through the wonderful taste of their beer, which is brewed using surplus fresh bread. I can confirm that the beer is indeed delicious, but there's loads more interesting stuff to learn about this business. I speak to Louisa about their B Corp status, their unique model for raising investment, and how they reinvest their profits into charities solving the systemic problem of food waste. If you like the episode, please do hit subscribe to stay up to date and drop me a rating or a review in your podcast app. I would really appreciate that. Here goes. Louisa, hello, and thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Hi, great to be here. We'll kick things off, as we do with every single episode, by asking you the question, what's the wrong you want to write? My work is focused on reducing food waste. Uh, Food production is responsible for 80% of deforestation, uh, 70% of freshwater use, about a quarter of greenhouse gas emissions. It's the biggest contributor to climate change and biodiversity loss. And yet globally, we're wasting a third of all of the food that we produce. And many of the solutions that I've seen put forward generally um, to tackle some of these environmental problems have been about changing behaviours to give up something that makes our life easy or that people enjoy um, or having to do something different um, that has been a, a challenge for people and I think we've seen change happen slowly as a result of that. I really believe that we can make change positive, we can make it fun, we can make the alternative much better um, and food in particular is a great platform to use to do that and beer being um, the best platform of all uh, to bring people together in a really fun engaging way to talk about some of these big scary problems like climate change and biodiversity loss um, but present solutions that are delicious and engaging um, and simple for for people to make so it's my work is about addressing food waste in a positive celebratory way that's really interesting you say about the so many of the supposed solutions have been sort of yeah communicating to people that they need to give up something or they need to do something less consume something less how how do you think that that has become such a sort of pervading theme I guess rather than what we'll we'll talk about kind of addressing fundamental areas of production instead I think it's two-pronged I think we haven't had for a long time the level of innovation um, and creativity put into this space we're obviously seeing a lot of that and that has changed massively over the past five years or so Um, I think for example the meat sector um, has seen a huge growth in alternatives from you know um, lab-grown meats through to much more um, delicious and well-marketed plant-based solutions. So there's that level of innovation and creativity that has developed. 
on the other hand we've also traditionally had um, very incumbent industries that have you know had a lot of resources to put into keeping things as they were before and I think that's why we're seeing a lot of the change coming from entrepreneurs and and startups that's really starting to shift industries changing the way that people think about these topics like eating less meat um, plant-based alternatives um, you know that the that that level of innovation is exciting um, which has a spiral effect of incentivizing new business ideas and you know new creatives to come into the space uh, to find solutions that people are really engaging with I think also social media has helped in that uh, in that area as people discover these new products new ways of living promote them uh, there's huge influencer communities around zero waste um, vegan diets etc that are demonstrating for people the ease of adoption um, but also other elements like the health benefits um, etc that is making you know uh, many people particularly younger generations want to be part of a you know a spiral of of change Mm, that's interesting as you say like now there's certainly a wave led by companies like yours of, of disruptors who are really coming through but to in in a sense sometimes are you kind of competing against as you say the big huge conglomerates like coca-cola will have a sustainability arm and they'll be able to push a lot of money into pushing out a message but like fundamentally they're still pushing out millions of plastic bottles every every single month and it's almost like what what you guys are doing working from the bottom up and changing something from the bottom up is is where we can actually start to see a real a real change and a real change in people's attitudes I guess Mm. I think there's also an element of thinking of business differently um um, we are a very purpose-led business um we would love to be changing those huge businesses um, so toast, uh, my, my business toast sale, we brew with surplus fresh bread from the bakery industry. Um, and then we use the profits from the sale of our beer to invest in charities that are delivering systemic change. Our ambition is to get the entire brewing industry to be using surplus bread because we want to eliminate waste. Um, and we recognize that we're not going to achieve that ambition as a sole company. We need broad industry change to to achieve that and so we measure ourselves not just in traditional ways of profit but also um, we measure our our impact um, and by influencing those bigger companies our impact is greater and therefore our by our definition of success we are are more successful Um, but I think many of those bigger companies have been quite slow to change we almost need to demonstrate that there is um, a, a viable business model, uh, that people want to have products that enable them to make positive changes in their life and make it easy. Um, you know, those bigger companies need to see that the demand is there to shift that. And I, I see the role of businesses like ours um, to be about 
demonstrating that alternative to to shift the needle for the industry I think that's really important for us yeah definitely and I guess yeah it is is worth giving some more context around around toast and what you guys do and how that all works Uh, it is quite remarkable how you produce your beer can you can you kind of explain uh, how that works and how you're using the surplus bread to brew beer to someone and probably a lot of people who listen to this maybe avid drinkers but not people who are particularly very knowledgeable about the process itself yeah sure um so brewing beer is a very old um tradition uh the essential method to brew beer is you take a grain traditionally malted barley uh, you seep that in hot water and that releases the sugars um, there's a, an enzyme in barley that breaks down those complex sugars into simple sugars um, that will be fermented by yeast when that's added later in the process. Beer also, uh, we add hops to give flavour and aroma and, and preserve. Um, and, you know, it's what the, the craft beer industry is, has, you know, re- is really known for, the, the hoppy um, uh, side of beers. What we're doing is replacing a third of the barley that would be used as part of the grain bill with surplus bread. Um, And this is not a new invention. The origins of brewing involves the fermentation of bread um, to preserve the calories within the bread. Uh, Obviously, the the whole um, idea behind fermentation is about the preservation of that food um, and it creates a really delicious uh, drink that you would probably not recognize was made with bread um, it we're supplementing essentially wheat for for barley and uh, yeah taking that bread from the bakery industry that would have otherwise been wasted not because there was anything wrong with the bread but because either the loaves are left over at the end of the day um, or in our case most frequently we're using the heel end of the loaf that gets discarded in the production of commercial sandwiches. Yeah, the heel end which I, I called a coggy to someone the other day and they were like that where have you got that from and I don't I don't know where I got that name from heel end is probably a, a much better name for it that's really interesting though what 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 are the are there any sort of big challenges with that method that maybe you guys have well either knew about when you when you started this or have kind of encountered along the way or is it is it surprisingly straightforward to make that um to make that replacement of, of, of bread into the process uh, there are definitely technical challenges. Um, so to we want to get most efficiency out of the bread, which means extracting as much sugar as possible. Um, and that means getting the conditions right um, within the, the first stage of the process. And those conditions are different to how they would be using a, a standard malted barley. So we've done a lot of experimentation um, to ensure that like, the temperature and the acidity of the water, for example, um, is working. Um, but one of the biggest problems that brewers and counter when using bread is what's called a stuck mash essentially the 
when you add bread into hot water, it sucks in all of the water um, and becomes quite cloggy. And so as you try to then remove the sweet liquid, the wort, um, to go into um, the, the kettle where the hops are added, the bread can stick at the bottom um, and prevent the wort right. from, from coming out. Um, and a stuck mash is a brewer's biggest nightmare, um, <laughs> <laughs> both in, in getting out the liquid, but also being able to clean the tank afterwards. Um, so also, again, with that, we've come up with techniques. Um, we, uh, we dry the bread in advance to remove as much moisture as possible, working with a bakery and using the residual heat from their ovens to, to dry that bread. Um, and yeah, and then we have specific techniques to, to prevent the stuck mash. Um, we open source our recipe for home brewers and we also collaborate with breweries all over the world. Um, and yeah, what we bring to those collaborations is that knowledge of how to get the most out of the bread and to maintain the efficiency of, of the process. Yeah, I think that was one of the things that struck me as I was kind of researching you guys. Yeah, was the, the open sourcing and the sort of transparency, I guess. Like, what, why is that so important to you as a business trying to pursue this mission, the, the transparency that you put out? When we set Toast up, um, our intention was always to try to change the industry. Um, and the simplest way to do that is to open source a recipe. Um, we didn't want to shroud the process in some kind of magical mystery um, that created barriers to others adopting it. Uh, it's, it, we, I, I guess also part of the fun of drinking a beer is also producing it for many people. There's a huge homebrew community. Um, and so creating some of that excitement around the methods and you know, toast as a brand was to share the basis of how we do it and to get people from um, all over the world to be brewing with bread. Um, I think that is also very key that we are a local business. We're based in in the UK. Uh, we brew with bread that is, has been produced in the UK or barley's from the UK, etc. Um, we sell in the UK only and we support a, a UK-based charity. But we wanted the, um, the, the whole concept behind Toast to be global. Um, and the most environmentally efficient way of doing that is to encourage brewers who exist all over the world to be working with surplus bread again, existing all over the world and supporting their, their own local charities. Um, we did, uh, at the very beginning of our journey, start to work um, in partnership with directly with other brewers. Um, we had partners in South Africa, uh, Iceland, Brazil, uh, the US as well. Uh, and we were brewing under the, the Toast brand. But the speed with which we were able to get that set up and then um, create um, uh, like transition in the industry was quite slow. So the most effective way of delivering that impact is to work with a brewer who already has a market in their home country. Uh, we can help them to, to learn the processes and they can start to, to work on the problem immediately. 
And when it comes to the drinks industry as a whole, then what's your take on where where that industry is at on its sort of sustainability journey? There's obviously interesting businesses like yours doing great work. Is is the industry as a whole making positive moves? Do you think? Yes, uh, there are a number of smaller breweries like Toast, Good Things Brewing, based in the south of England, Brewgooder up in Scotland, all have their own social missions, and we are now seeing biggest craft beer company in the world, Brewdog, um, leading with an environmental mission. Um, They have uh, introduced numerous initiatives, but the key message is about making their beer carbon positive. That, I think, has also encouraged others to be more outspoken about their environmental credentials. I think, anyway, a lot of breweries were working to be more sustainable I think brewers work very closely with the natural world and that those very few ingredients that you use in brewing are so important to the to the end product Um, and so understanding those ingredients where they come from you know the land how they're grown etc is really important brewing also uses a a huge amount of water um, and so breweries for a long time have been working to be efficient from that perspective but I'm seeing a lot more businesses now step up and um, talk about positive environmental change that they're influencing not just making within their own business from the bigger beer companies I've seen a lot more innovation around packaging particularly um, you know looking at the type of material that's been used for example Carlsberg introduced a bottle that was made with uh, wood fibers Um, other breweries have been working on the outer packages for example replacing the the rings over cans uh, to make them biodegradable because they previously were uh, contributing to plastic waste uh, in the ocean and that for me is is fantastic because that sort of innovation needs a huge amount of investment that we are not able to put into it Um, so I'm looking to big companies like that that have the resources that have the skills uh, to be able to invest to lead change that we can all benefit from and you know we can all switch to eventually. Hey there I hope you're enjoying the show so far just a brief interruption to invite you to join a very special community we run here at Journey Further It's called the Journey Further Book Club, and it's a learning community designed for time-pressured marketers. We read the best business books and share bite-sized insight from each chapter so you can learn and get ahead, progress in your role, even if you don't have the time to do all that reading and research. It's completely free to join. We host exclusive events with the authors and connect you with other like-minded members of the community. Just go to journeyfurther.com or click the link in the show notes to sign up. Back to Louisa. Just to come back to something you mentioned earlier around um, your profits as a business and how you invest those in charities. Yeah, could you could you explain a bit about how that how that works for Toast? Yeah, sure. So we've committed that one percent of our revenue every year will go to charities, but all of our profits. So even in those years that we're not profitable or our profits are very low, um, there is a minimum amount of money that will be contributing to charities. Um, Our main charity partner is called Feedback. They're doing work behind the scenes and some of which is not, you know, sexy um, 
uh, easy to describe work. You know, it's not the kind of we plant a tree for every beer type work. It's the bigger systemic changes that need to happen by um, by working with big companies, but also uh, government at a government level, pushing for policy change uh, to make sure that we're we're leading um, from a climate perspective and particularly on food. Um, so Feedback have a number of initiatives that they run, um, but also do a lot of investigative behind the scenes work. Uh, about 10 years ago, I think, um, yeah, Feedback, 10 years old now, uh, that, at that time, food waste was not really known as an issue. They're the ones that have really raised the profile of some of the industry practices that have caused food waste. Uh, the idea that food is left to waste on farms um, or destroyed um, before it even gets to the shelves because it doesn't look as we expect it because of cosmetic standards that those that that produce doesn't meet um, either you know it's too big it's too small it's the wrong color it's the wrong shape um, that means it's rejected for its appearance rather than uh, its taste or nutrition they have raised the profile of that by the campaigning work that they've done yeah to to bring the the attention to the public so it's it's very important work that's happening behind the scenes that's shifting public consciousness and as a result pushing government policy to change pushing industry policy to change um so yeah so our, our main source um of funding goes to them but for each collaboration that we do um or other um, one-off projects we find um a local charity partner um, and we can ad adapt the purpose of the funds that we provide to meet different needs um, whether that be working with a, a local food bank or another food-based charity so over the period of the lockdown we dedicated profits from the sale of our online shop to a number of different charities including one in central London called Food for All who take majority surplus food they create meals for people that need them and they deliver them uh, so we were able to fund over 46,000 meals for people in need during lockdown um, as a result of people buying our beer and then as using the profits to, uh, to give to that charity. Well, now I find it really interesting because as, as you say, there's the, the level that you operate on where you're um, obviously solving that problem of, of food waste through the through how you make your beer, but then there is this systemic wider issue as well, which which you guys are very sort of best, best placed to, to make an impact in as well. Could I ask you a bit about uh, being a B Corp? And for people who aren't aware, could you explain what it means to be a B Corp? And I guess, and how, how do you become certified as one? Yeah, uh, so B Corps are businesses that have certified as meeting a minimum standard of environmental and social responsibility, transparency and accountability. Um, the businesses have changed the legal documents to commit the business to consider purpose at the same level as profit. So we're, we're thinking about people and, and the planet, um, not just profit. So those businesses, uh, Toast is one of them. Uh, there are many other small businesses, but also companies um, as big as Ben & Jerry's, Patagonia, uh, The Guardian newspaper is a, a a recent B Corp last year. Um, all of those businesses share the idea that 
purpose is key to the success of the business but you know we as businesses are, have a responsibility to our communities to people um, to planet as well and to certify that it's a fairly simple process there's an impact assessment that B Lab the charity that runs the B Corp certification offer on their website it's essentially a an MOT of your business you can complete it for free online um, to get an idea for where you would stand against the benchmark of a, of a business of your your size and your industry um, and then if you decide to to certify go through the process of providing evidence etc um, to to achieve certification um, and then joining a community of businesses who are not individually b corps we're a b corp community which means that we support each other's missions as well as individually taking the lead on on uh, on on our own individual missions so yeah there are we're about to launch a new series of beers that is a collaboration with a number of different b corps raising the profile of our shared mission to change the food system to fix the food system for people and planet um, and also promoting the work that they're doing in specific areas such as sustainable forestry um, which isn't our specialty but we we understand how these different issues are all interconnected uh, within the food system Um, and I you know fundamentally believe that we cannot work in isolation as businesses. We must be collaborating to solve the complex problems that we're facing. Does having that level of accountability sort of attached to you as a business sort of change the, well, I guess it must change a lot of the ways that you fundamentally operate as a business as well. Like, does it affect like how you structure the business, how you make decisions on a daily basis and all those type of things? I think for many businesses, it does. Um, For Toast, we had set the business up as um, a purpose-led business that was already structured to meet um, our environmental mission. Um, The the B Corp assessment is much broader than environment, though, so uh, yes, I would say we have adapted to think a lot more about um, our policies around our team, for example, um, and not necessarily that um, we had to change to um, to improve, but that um, as a small business, a small growing business, we suddenly were uh, able to see these best practices of businesses both our own size but you know huge businesses as well that had introduced these fantastic policies to support the staff the staff um that we felt that you know why wouldn't we not do these things um and so we've made lots of changes to the i guess the internal structure of the business and the way that we operate for the benefit of our, our teams um, as well. But it's always been very consistent with the way that we do business anyway. Um, I think for some business, it is a bigger change. The, it, you know, some of those, some of the businesses that are certifying are, um, are businesses that have been operating for many, many years um, and 
um, maybe haven't led with either environmental or social responsibility. And so um, they, it's been a journey for, for some of those bus- bigger businesses. Yeah, I guess, as you say, you, you started from that, from that point. But it's interesting to hear that it's even though the, the exposure to other businesses is kind of still driving change for you guys in areas that sort of additional to the environmental aspects. I wanted to ask you a little bit about um, the sort of growth of the business and I guess particularly investment. Because I'm, am I right in thinking you guys have a particularly interesting model when it comes to raising investment for Toast? We do, yes. Uh, so uh, we operated for the first two, two and a half years with very low level investment from uh, our founder and um, we got to a stage where we realized that we needed significant investment in order to scale the the operations of the business. Um, So we designed a model called Equity for Good and we have asked our investors to pledge that the net capital gains that they make from the sale of any of the shares in Toast, they will reinvest those in another social enterprise or a business with an environmental mission. Already, those investors don't receive dividends because all of, all of our profits go to charity. Um, but those investors would get back the capital um, that they've invested in the business and then the profits will go on to help another business um, to develop their social mission and the, and the, the investors can, um, depending on how they choose to invest that profit, they can still benefit from dividends and, uh, and, and capital gain from that second investment. But it just means that the value that we've created um, through Toast has gone on to support other businesses as well to, to further our mission. Um, so we we did the uh, equity raise back in 2018. Um, it was a private raise because um, this was a, a new model and we wanted to um, make sure that it made sense to people. It's the sort of model that's quite hard to explain to a mass audience as part of a crowdfunder. So we, we kept it fairly small and we, yeah, we were really fortunate to, to receive uh, 1.4 million investments uh, from a small group of investors who are fully behind our mission. Um, and yeah, very, very supportive um, uh, of the business as well. So I guess it must have resonated really well with, as you say, the, the, the type of people who you want to get on board, but maybe not so well with lots of other potential investors who don't see the same value, but it kind of attracts the people who are thinking in the same way as you. Yeah, we didn't test it at a crowdfunder level um, because uh, we well we we'd been through a crowdfunder that's a rewards based crowdfunder. You essentially you uh, are buying upfront beers um, that then gives us the capital to invest in the production of the beers that enables us to scale. Um, but it's but it's not equity, and there is a huge amount of work involved in in running that crowdfunder. Um, so we decided to trial first to see if we could get the investment we needed by having targeted conversations with people that we felt would be supportive. Um, and I think we probably would have gone to the crowd if that had been needed, but we were able to raise the money without it. Um, it was something that we deliberated over for a long time because we would like broader range of people to be more involved in Toast. Um, 
we have a lot of very passionate fans and customers um, who I'm sure w- would have been supportive. And I think if we do um, go to a second round of investment, we will make it broader than it was previously. And is, is the hope that at some point in the future, you guys might be able to help other businesses use the same model? Yeah, that was the initial intention. Um, we'd uh, we've talked to a few businesses that had themselves um, considered using it as a model. We were planning to almost to set up equity for good um, more formally um, and potentially separate to toast to encourage um, others to adopt the same. Um, principles ultimately it it came down to our capacity and our need to be focused on the business but we're as we are with the brewing process we are very open to having conversations with people that want to learn from what we did um, and you know are interested to to um, yeah to to gain knowledge and experience and tips etc from from that process I find it really really interesting just to bring it back to the to the beer for uh, the, the final few questions. So we have an avid home brewer in our midst at Journey Further. And he asked me the question, have you ever made beer bread with the beer that you've made from surplus bread? We have, yes. Uh, so it was our fourth brew back in 2016. It didn't come out as we'd hoped it was. We'd experimented a little bit with the process and we didn't want the beer to go to waste. Um, so I, I'm based in Walthamstow in East London. I, um, a, a friend of mine runs a bakery called Today Bread. He, uh, I had a conversation with him to see if he had any ideas. Um, and yeah, he took um, a proportion of that batch and used it to bake a series of loaves that he sold within his store and also to to his uh, trade customers as well so uh, we called it the circle of loaf (laughs) (laughs) i like i like that a lot i'll have to i'll have to let johnny know he's he's currently busy uh brewing some mead um so but once he's done with that i'll make sure i pass on your um the recipe that you've open sourced as well and see if he can uh see if he can give that a go um where can people taste toast ale, I guess, is an important message to get out there as well. Uh, well, with the lockdown, it's a little bit more challenging to, to just taste it. Um, obviously, we were in pubs and restaurants um, that are not open at the moment. Um, but toast can be bought online at our web shop at toastale.com. Um, also available in Waitrose Co-op anacardo um and then when the pubs and restaurants are back open um lots of lots of those that are listed on our website and our stockists well I'll, I'll certainly be placing a an order online to get me through the next four or five weeks louisa i've just got three final questions to ask you firstly what did you used to believe that you no longer believe in well we touched on this a little bit um i I studied law and business um, uh, at university and for me competition was a fundamental aspect of the way that business is done. Um, I spent the early part of my career working at the Financial Conduct Authority um, and in a very 
um, commercial type role in in my second in in my second job. Um, always seeing business as being about competition. Um, what I have learned by being a B Corp um, and within a very collaborative brewing industry is that there is um, that businesses are essential essentially humans we are people that run these businesses and we all have a need for social interaction and I think businesses can operate in the the same way we can achieve so much more not just from a purpose perspective but also from um, a positive business perspective um, through collaboration I think um, that really is a, a a key element of the fundamental way that business is done that I'm seeing changing um, and yeah, really enjoying on a human level, working with many different businesses now, supporting them in their journey and learning from them as well. That's really interesting and quite, a, as you say, a significant change of business philosophy to what most people learn. I guess we're, yeah, with tackling a problem as big as the environment and climate change and food waste it's like those problems are so big that competition isn't necessarily very helpful like collaboration is so much more powerful in that in that respect yeah absolutely absolutely um and it's fun you know particularly in in the brewing industry um it's very common for brewers to collaborate with each other to get together to play around with recipes um you know people have different methods for brewing but also you know they've they find different yeast strains different hops that are being developed all the time um and yeah, the idea of coming together to create a new beer, working together, um, is is a, is a really fun way of working. Um, and then we're finding that drinkers love those beers as well. You know, if two of your favourite brewers have created a beer together, what what is not to love um, in that product? So, um, yeah, it's uh, I think it yeah, it's definitely a. a a really fun and positive direction for business to be going yeah it ties into what you were saying at the start about change can be positive and and, and fun it doesn't need to be about giving things up that you like it could be much more positive and bringing people together in that sense secondly if this wasn't your mission what would be um, it would be very much related, but from a social justice perspective. Um, so I talked at the beginning about how um, damaging the food system is to the planet and the fact that we're wasting a third of it. The other element to that story is that there are millions of people who don't have enough food to eat or food is not bringing the health benefits to people um, through issues like diabetes through obesity um, I would if I wasn't working from an environmental perspective I would be working more from a social justice perspective and looking at that terrible injustice that we have in the world where huge amounts of food is being wasted while millions don't have enough um, in the UK we've got you know over two million people and growing very quickly due to the pandemic uh, of people who are reliant on food banks um, which is a huge disgrace for a wealthy nation. And I've tried to, through some of the charitable giving work that we do with Toast, um, I've tried to work in that area um, uh, by working with the, those food banks, for example, um, 
And yes, I think if we solve the problem of food waste from an environmental perspective, that will be my next mission to solve inequality. No, that's really powerful. And I watched um, Tristram's TED Talk last week and there was a chart in there which I found really compelling. And it was basically showing that the more developed, the more wealthy a country becomes, the more wasteful it is as well, which I was just like, that's that's like crazy. And like, as you say, it's so sad and it's a, it's a, it's a disgrace. Yeah, I think we also, we lose um, the connection to food, um, to the land that is used to grow it as we, as you know, we rely more and more on packaged and processed foods and, you know, and people cook less at home. The appreciation for everything that has gone into producing the food in the first place, you know, it, it there's land, energy, water, the emissions that result, um, but also the human time, uh, the human passion. You know, a lot of the bread that we take has, you know, it's taken a, a baker a long time to care for the, the the starter or the yeast and and then to produce the bread to then package the bread there's a lot of wastage that occurs in the packaging um and i think without having that understanding of where food comes from and how it's grown how it's processed what it takes to get it to the shelf um then obviously people um value it less and which means it's more likely to to be wasted um and so I think we one of the things we do need to do is bring back that understanding of of food, the you know the important everything that's gone into making it and the importance of it, so that um, we don't waste something that um, is so valuable. Yeah, I agree. Um, and finally, one last question, Louisa: If you could recommend one book for members of the Journey Further Book Club to read, what would it be? Ooh, um, so we, as a team at Toast, read a book called Reinventing Organisations um, by Frederick Leloux. Um, it's very much focused on the culture of the organisation. Uh, as we were going through the B Corp journey and looking more at the way, the policies that we have for our team and the, the way that we treat our team, we really... Um, wanted to focus on creating um, a positive and regenerative culture um, for the business Um, and I found this book extremely helpful in setting out um, what it takes to um, create a culture that a culture that gets the best from people as well where people can bring their whole selves to self to work people are not having to put on a you know a suit and a, and a hat and be somebody different when they go into an office um, the very value that you bring not just in your knowledge and skills and education but who you are as a person how you bring that um, into an organization how you create a level of trust that is beneficial to the organization and rewarding to the individual as well um, it's a, a really interesting look at um, case studies of businesses how, who have adopted this um, much flatter um, and trusting way of of working um, that has demonstrated commercial success as well fantastic that sounds really interesting um yeah, I'll be sure to look it up and I'll certainly pass on the, the recommendation to the community as well. 
Louisa, it's been a, a pleasure speaking to you. I think what you're doing at, at Toast is really inspiring and you're, you, you guys are just certainly walking the walk when it comes to um, tackling these issues. So yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. It's been a real pleasure. Thanks. Thanks so much for listening to the very end. Do show your support for Toast by heading to toastale.com and picking up some of their beer. If you're interested in learning more about the problem of food waste, I'd recommend going back through the archives of the podcast and listening to the interview I did with Emily from Oddbox. They're trying to solve the same problem of food waste, but through rescuing surplus fruit and veg directly from farms. Food that is perfectly edible, but often goes to landfill just because it might be an odd size, colour or shape. Another really interesting business and a very passionate founder uh, whose conversation I think you will enjoy. Please do hit subscribe on the podcast to stay up to date and leave a review to let me know your thoughts. And I'll be back soon with another episode.